0: Welcome back to another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast here in the clear, simple, Use truck buying studio here at Aero Truck Sales. Uh, getting ready to talk to Jason Cannon, the editor of Commercial Carrier Journal. Jason, my man, appreciate you coming on.
1: Glad to do it. Glad to be anywhere, even if it is remotely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we've got this set up here. We'll have to get you in sometime next time you're rolling through, Casey. Where are you stationed out of?
1: Uh, I'm about 2 hours south of Birmingham, Alabama. I'm um, about 50 miles inside the Mississippi state line.
0: Okay, so you're uh you you probably frequent Tuscaloosa from time to time,
1: huh? Yeah, our, our uh, office our, our home office, the company headquarters is in Tuscaloosa.
0: Yeah, I've been there I've been there quite a few times. So are you a Bama fan or or where who do you follow?
1: Uh, I'm an I'm an Auburn fan. I'm a UAB graduate, so uh, I've uh, never learned to uh, appreciate Alabama football. Uh, my wife's an Alabama graduate, so I just kind of have to live with it.
0: I was about to say that's got to be pretty tricky with with Randall Riley and CCJ headquarters out there in uh, in Tuscaloosa. That's got to be a tricky line to draw, there, huh?
1: You just have to bite your tongue a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so, can I just get a little bit about uh, your background here in the in the trucking industry? Uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to becoming the editor at CCJ.
1: Yeah, I'm a uh, newspaper expat. Uh, my my degrees uh, in journalism, um, I worked in newspapers for about a decade. Um, and I mean, you guys are pretty familiar with what's going on in the newspaper business. Uh, it, I kind of got out before it spit me out. I was lucky enough to land on my feet at uh, Randall Riley doing some online editing for them. I did that for several years, and they asked me to take over a couple of roles at CCJ, which included uh, the equipment and maintenance beat. Um, I did uh, all the articles or most of the articles that, that were on maintenance and hard parts, you know, tires, oil change intervals, things like that. Uh, I got my CDL. I do all of our test drives. I do almost all the test drives for Randall Riley properties, including all the ones that require a CDL. I've got a Class A CDL, so I can drive just about anything that is non tank or hazardous that has uh, 18 wheels and a steering wheel.
0: Wow. So, do you, how many, how, do you, I mean, you're normally just doing test driving. You, you don't, that's about the, all the miles you log in the year, though, right?
1: Um, yeah, if, if it's been a while, I'm one of those guys that really likes to get out and practice, um, especially cause if you're test driving the truck, a lot of times these are pre-production models. So if you ding it off of something, it's not something that's easily repaired. Um, so <laughs> I will, I, I will get out and drive something I've driven before that's just, um, really more practice to make sure I'm, I'm sharp. I, I can still back that I can still kind of get a truck safely where it needs to go.
0: You know, it's cool, though, that you, you know, with a journalism background that's been in the the paper industry, someone actually, you know, kind of it's a little bit of practicing what you preach being as immersive, uh, you know, in the trucking industry as you are to, you know, to, you know, as the editor of CCJ, a guy that actually has a, a, you know, a license like that's, that's interesting to me, because that's not the case across the board or, or, you know, with every sector.
1: Well, you know, in a, in a classic truck, it's, you know, you want to, when, when you do a test drive, when you tell a story, you want to tell a story that resonates with the guys that read it. And you know it's not driving an F one fifty where I'm just saying you know the, the seat's comfortable, uh, the ergonomics is good. My elbows kind of hang right. The power switches are right where they need to be. There's so much more involved in it when it's a class eight truck. There's that you know there's there's considerations like noise. There's considerations like vibration. There's you know on road handling uh, power if it's an eleven liter or a thirteen liter or things like that. I mean there's just so much more involved and it's it feels a little disingenuous if you don't have a CDL because then you're relegated to private property and then. You know, how many, uh, how many truck drivers really spend a lot of time on property that's not shipping and receiving, right? right? So, you know, being able to get out on the highway and say, you know, it feels like this on this stretch between Atlanta and Marietta, and uh, it pulls on a, a 17% grade, um, I'm this many RPMs, this is what it feels like, loaded to this many thousands of pounds uh it just it, 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 it that gives me an ability to tell a better and more rich story for the people that I'm trying to uh, to, to try to get the the story across because you're never going to fool those guys man i mean if if i'm driving this thing around the walmart parking lot they know it and, <laughs> and there's a big difference in you know yanking 35,000 pounds over 600 miles than it is just dragging it around in a circle on a track
0: well, you, you seem like a storyteller at heart, obviously, and, and you kind of brought the word story up a few times. So you've probably you know had some good exposure to some, some people in the trucking industry. So we like to ask this question to everybody that comes on this show. What do you think makes a successful driver?
1: Ooh, uh, let's see. You know, I think a lot of it comes down to uh, your flexibility because, yes, you know, so much of your day is not within your control, right? I mean, you're going to spend you're going to spend time in traffic. You're going to spend time uh, waiting to be loaded. You're going to be spent. You're going to be spending time waiting to be unloaded. Uh, maybe your shipper missed an appointment. Maybe you missed an appointment. Um, but you know you've just got to learn to to I think to fill the, that that time to fill that space with uh, something that otherwise is productive. It's non-productive time that can be productive if you treat it right.
0: So you know you've learned a lot about the trucking industry over your time. what's the what's the most interesting thing um, that you think about? Um, you know, a truck driver and the people that are on the road every day, like what are the interesting things that you've kind of taken away or, or perception changes that have that have occurred in your life as you've you know kind of you know immersed yourself in in this uh, in this in this you know culture?
1: Uh, I can answer that a couple of different ways. One, um you just kind of come to understand that the the trucking side of the house, um, is about uh, ten years behind the automotive side with deployment of technologies. Um, you know, especially some of the stuff that's put on the vehicle itself. Uh, you know, like adaptive cruise, adaptive cruise is you know, f- depending on your OEM, is just is still three or four model years new. Uh, and that's been on passenger cars forever. Um, some of these automated uh, braking systems, they're. They're still pretty cutting edge on the on the commercial trucking side, but they're basically standard on everything on the automotive side, um, and and on the I guess the, fl- uh, the flip side of that is uh, automated transmissions you know you can't hardly find a standard in a in a passenger vehicle right now or really anymore um, but with a lot of drivers a standard transmission or a manual transmission is the only vehicle that they'll drive so yeah that's a complete different um, spin on things from the commercial side to the passenger vehicle side or the light duty side
0: you know right now we're kind of experiencing a lot of supply chain issues um continued supply you know chain issues so um what do you kind of think um in the you know in the short time in the short term, you know where uh it, w- what kind of impact do you think that's gonna have on the on the trucking industry uh right now?
1: um I think what you're gonna see in the near term is kind of what you've been seeing in the in the i guess the most recent past. Um, If you've got a truck on order, you're still not going to get it anytime soon. I mean, unless you're kind of one of those next couple guys in line. Uh, We did see some easement in parts availability in December. Um, That was not anywhere near to the level of what's needed to kind of clear the the truck backlog, so to speak. Um, But... It, it it is getting slightly better. Um, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking at order boards and what I'm hearing is that the backlog is about a 14-ish month uh, mm. deep right now. So if you're at the end of the line, it's 2023 before you get your truck. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that kind of um, a log jam clear itself this year. Uh, I do think you'll see some relief. But if, again, if your OEM has told you that, you know, it's going to be late 2022 before you get your truck, it's probably going to be late 2022. 2022 before you get your truck.
0: Mm. You know, uh, you, kind of touched a little bit on parts there, you know, the outlook on parts, um, you know, both for, for new trucks and just, you know, you know, secondary market truck, you know, just, you know, repairs, what, what's kind of your perspective there moving forward?
1: Uh, is that a used truck question?
0: Used and new, honestly, I'm fascinated on both sides of it.
1: Uh, well, you know, used trucks right now, um, me and you both could probably retire if we'd have bought four or five used trucks in 2018 and just, <laughs> them, them um, you know, they're up 50, 60%, depending on what model year they are. I mean, and what class they are. I mean, there's, I think class six, I read somewhere today that uh, a class six commercial conventional is, uh, up 103% over 20, uh, November, 2020. So, I mean, you could have bought a truck for 40 grand, just parked it and sold it for 80. That's that's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's not quite that serious on the class eight side, but it's pretty daggone close. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a 50, 60 percent increase right now as far as what the trucks are going for. Uh, trucks are appreciating every month instead of depreciating. So yeah, it's you could you could have bought a truck last month, held it for a month and probably sold it for at least three percent more money. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that, that's better than what you get, depending on what your i 401k is in. You, you don't get a better return in your 401k than that.
0: <laughs>
1: um, as far as parts availability goes, like I alluded to a minute ago, that, that is getting a little bit better depending on what you're looking for. Uh, there's a lot of sensors out there that are still in high demand. Uh, and We've seen a couple of truck OEMs that uh, DEF sensors are in such desperate need that they have instituted a software patch that sort of tells the, the computer to ignore the fault from the that the DEF sensor's given so the thing will continue to work. Um, You know, that's not something that um I think we would have imagined under normal circumstances, but I mean we're three years into abnormal circumstances. So I think at some point you just got to kind of figure out the way a way to make it work to your advantage.
0: So if you were talking to someone looking to purchase a used vehicle right now, what would you be telling them to to look for to pay attention to? What are the things that you're focusing on right now if you're if you're talking to someone considering purchasing a used commercial truck?
1: You know, I think it goes back to what I answered your question about uh, being a successful driver: flexibility. Um, if, if you have a very unique and a very specific spec, the odds of you finding that truck are not in your favor. And if, um, you know, if you're just married to it and you know, it's exactly what you have to have, then you're going to have to pay up for it. That's going to be a premium truck commanding a premium price. Um, it, it's going to sting when you go to get it. Um, If you've got some flexibility to where maybe engine displacement is not critical, it's important, but it's not critical. Um, If your axle ratios, uh, there's some flexibility there. If uh, you're not married to one OEM, obviously everybody has a preference. But if you've got some flexibility on whether you will switch OEMs. Um, all that stuff's going to work into your favor. You can get trucks. You may not be able to get the one you want, or you may not be able to afford the one you want, but if you have some flexibility and you're able to kind of take a beating on one end, and when I say take a beating, it's you maybe you don't get a a, a comfort feature. Maybe you don't get the rear axle ratio that you want. Maybe you don't get the transmission that you want, but if you have some of that flexibility, that's going to be your ally right now.
0: So how do you think... COVID, uh, is going to affect drivers in 2022. Obviously, you know, we've seen a lot of changes in the trucking industry the last few years for this upcoming year that we're about, you know, that we're just in the, you know, in the beginning of, how do you think it's going to affect drivers in 2022?
1: Um, I don't think 2022 is going to look a lot different than 2021 really. Um, you know, it, 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 all comes down to drivers are still looking for the same things that they've always looked for. Uh, if you get lots of respect they want to go home uh they want fair pay they want clear communication i, I don't think the pandemic changed any of that uh and, and i really i don't think anything changes any of that and you think about it, the way you like to be treated at your job and the way i like to be treated at mine i mean that all filters down to the truck driver that's not a it's a unique job but it's it's really uh it's, it's a very uh human type job you know a lot of touch points with the truck driver i mean the they have to deal with dispatch. They have to deal with the fleet manager. They have to deal with the, the the maintenance manager. They have to deal with the people on the customer side. They touch and deal with a lot of people. So, you know, I don't think their wants and goals have changed throughout the course of 2019, 2020, 21. I uh, can't see it changing in 2022.
0: Do you think the, do you just think the trucking industry has changed forever out of the pandemic? Like, I mean, do you think there are just some fundamental changes that are just going to just be, be part of this? Um, you know, this profession, this industry moving forward?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, everything's changed forever. Um, But specific to trucking, uh, I think a lot of the transitions that have sort of been forced here make a lot of sense. And it'll enable a lot of efficiencies on down the road once everybody's kind of come to embrace them. Um, We have seen a shift toward uh, paperless, you know, electronic bills of lading. Um, That's not Super common right now, but they do pick up a little bit more head. of the longer the pandemic drags on, the more head of steam that they get. Um, And I can't imagine why that's just not, why that won't become an industry standard because it expedites a very mundane process. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to get out of my vehicle, come find you so you could look at a piece of paper, so you could sign a piece of paper, so you can give it back to me so I can climb back in the truck when I should be able to hand all of this stuff off to you electronically well before I ever get there. You can deal with it well before I ever get there, confirm that everything's accurate on site and send me on my way. I mean, that just unlocks a lot of time on the driver's side, but it also unlocks a lot. Lot of time on the warehousing side because that doesn't happen once a day, right? It happens 500 times a day, depending on how many people are coming in and off site.
0: Well, that was Jason Cannon. He's the editor of CCJ. I'm so appreciative of your time. You get some great questions. It was great to talk to you, Jason. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us here.
1: Glad to do it, man. Anytime that was as painless as it could be. (laughs) We try. Uh, That's
0: an episode of the Successful Driver Podcast. Appreciate you listening, watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube if you haven't already, and we'll catch you later.